How did the Las Vegas Aces and Connecticut Sun secure their tickets to the WNBA Finals? As we look ahead to the finals, Las Vegas Aces beat reporter at the next, Matthew Walter, joins us to discuss Game 5 of the Connecticut Sun and Chicago Sky Series and how the Aces punched their ticket to the finals in four games. Locked on women's basketball starts now. You are locked on women's basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello. Uh, welcome. You are locked on to women's basketball. I'm Natalie Heverin, and I'm a features writer and the Atlantic 10 beat reporter for the next. Thank you for making Locked On Women's Basketball your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On Women's Basketball is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. On today's show, we're going to discuss how the Connecticut Sun defeated the Chicago Sky to clinch their spot in the WNBA Finals, how the Sun match up against the Aces and the impact of the newly crowned MVP, Asia Wilson. So hello and happy right after game five of the semifinals. Joining me today is our Las Vegas Aces beat reporter, Matthew Walter. Starting off, what did you see from the Connecticut Sun and Chicago Sky in game five that ended less than half an hour ago? I saw a Connecticut Sun team that, with about five minutes to go, looked dead in the water and then somehow flipped a switch and went on an 18 to nothing run to make a comeback from down nine points to advance to their to, to the WNBA Finals and was really incredibly impressive to me because you know, I've watched Connecticut enough times in their history to feel like they're the kind of team that doesn't really make those kind of comebacks. So for them to do that in that kind of situation, using the kind of emotional sort of uh, motivation that they did from the tech slash not tech, I don't know how else to describe it, it was just so impressive. And, and I think you will see uh, a very motivated Connecticut team going into this final series in starting in Las Vegas on Sunday. Yeah, you know, you mentioned the Suns' 18-0 run, 18 to nothing run to close Game 5. It's the longest scoring run to close out a WNBA playoff game in history, according to ESPN's stats info on Twitter. Um, you know, I think part of the excitement is that we'll be seeing a first-time champion. Uh, either It'll either be the Connecticut Sun or the Las Vegas Aces. Um, and getting into what you talked about, I think we both uh, talked uh, before the show started that the turning point was uh, TechGate, maybe, is what we'll know it as uh, in the future. But, um, you know, Kalia Copper, Dewana Bonner are talking. James Wade kind of zips in there trying to call a timeout. Uh, techs are called on the floor, um, but then after review, nothing's called. Um, and, you know... Uh, the Sun were down nine at that point, I believe. Yeah, um, it was, they they went on that big run after that, we'll call it tech gate. And I think the funniest thing to me is James Wade runs on the floor and should have even got a technical foul himself because 
you as a coach are not supposed to come onto the floor at that point. And it was such an, you know, they, uh, Rod's gold on what I asked John Quell after the gate, John Quell Jones, you know, was that a switch? You know, was there like an emotional switch when that occurred? And she said, you know, we aren't going to be clowned. Like we're not going to be taken advantage of. We're just going to keep playing hard. And they just seem to find some secondary motivation, something secondary in them because then they started getting stops on defense, forcing turnovers, running out in transition. They got a couple of really nice transition baskets from Letitia Heideman, and then it just seemed to start to snowball, and Chicago looked like a deer in the headlights, right? They just looked so stunned by everything that was happening that they couldn't do anything right. And mm-hmm. they could just sort of gain control in a situation where you thought Chicago was just on their way to the, another final appearance. Yeah, I totally agree. And one statistic that uh, Howard Magdal, uh, editor and founder of The Next, uh, tweeted out was that Connecticut out-rebounded Chicago over games four and five, 82 to 51. Um, And I think that is such an important statistic because the Sun are, you know, kind of known uh, for their rebounding and that's been part of their identity. Um, you know, what did you see in terms of, uh, you know, the, the boards, uh, the sun out rebounded the sky just tonight alone, uh, 43 to 28. Yeah. It's big for the, for the sun because they're not a great, you know, they're not a big three point shooting team, right? They don't get a ton of shots from outside the arc. If you think about their starting lineup, right? Heidemann's a, a decent three point shooter. Dewana Bonner can knock down threes. John Cole Jones hits her threes every now and then, but Courtney Williams, that's not her specialty. Grana Jones, their sixth player of the year, not her specialty either. And without Jasmine Thomas right now, who's out for the season, they don't have a lot of outside shooting, so they have to find other ways to get points on the board. One of their big ways, like you said, is off those second-chance points, and another way is off of points off of turnovers. And just to spin it forward a little bit to this final series, those are two areas that if you want to find a way to beat what looks like a very good Aces team, those are two ways because they – are not the best team when it comes to rebounding, and they struggle at times turning the ball over, trying to play a little too fast. So Connecticut has some of the right skill set to sort of maybe look to, to pull what I think will be, you know, I think Connecticut is going to be the underdog in this final series, but those are the kind of things, the rebounding and the turnovers that are going to help give them a shot to win the series. Yeah, and you mentioned turnovers. The Sun actually matched what I believe is their season high in turnovers with 23, um, including seven from uh, the 2021 MVP, John Quell Jones. Um, so even behind um, what could be considered less than ideal play um, from one of the Sun's marquee players, uh, she was still able to you know, get a double-double, 10 rebounds, 15 points, um, but the team was able to overcome both her turnovers and uh, all of the other turnovers. Every player that took the court for the sun today had at least one turnover. Yeah. And I think, you know, the sun are the kind of team, at least from my perspective, watching them, you know, I don't cover them on a day to day basis, but it just seems like they're the team whose identity is made or made on the defensive side of the ball. Right. Mm -hmm. They want to play gritty. They want to play tough. They want to beat you with physicality. They want to do sort of the little things that are not the most, pleasant to the eye, but they win basketball, right? They kind of win sort of these ugly games, right? They only scored eight points in the third quarter, but they were also really good defensively in the fourth quarter. 
limiting Chicago to, you know, going on an 18-0 run over a five-minute stretch. Like, you held Chicago scores for five minutes. Like, that's mm-hmm. incredibly impressive. And I'm pretty sure they limited Chicago to just five points in that fourth quarter, if I'm not mistaken. So, a yeah. defensive, gritty team, and that's really – it's going to be, you know, jumping forward again. It's going to be a, a battle of two different, very different styles, right? The Aces are pretty in offense and scoring and three-point shooting and getting – you know, look nice and, and want something you want to watch offensively for basketball versus the Sun you want to play – ugly keep it low scoring try to beat you doing the small things that don't really you know are seen as the pretty way to play basketball yeah and you know um the sun lost to the chicago sky team last year in the semifinals um got their revenge will be going to their first finals since 2019 you know what have you seen, I don't know how much of this series you've been able to watch, but what have you seen from the Connecticut Sun in terms of their grittiness, especially towards the end of this series? I mean, I think you have to look at it in a couple of ways. Number one, they won two out of three road games. So that's no matter what team you are, like that's incredibly tough to win on the road. And it puts them in a very good spot going on the road to start this upcoming final series. Number two, you were down to one, right? You basically had to win back-to-back games. One was at home, mind you, but back-to-back games in this series to force yourself into the finals. So it just, I mean, this is a veteran team, right? Every one of these players playing in this in this starting lineup. And Tisha Heidemann is sort of their youngest player, but normally it's Jasmine Thomas. Dewana Bonner's been there. Don Quill Jones has been with this team for a long time, right? Alyssa Thomas has been there. Well, Letitia Heideman, this is her fourth season on the team. She's been with them since 2019. That's their youngest sort of, sort of, not like she's a veteran, but she's not sort of as seasoned as the other people. This is a very Mm -hmm. seasoned um, Connecticut Sun team. A lot of these players have been with Connecticut for a couple of years now. This is a team that's really sort of built. And Kurt Miller is is the kind of coach, right, that he preaches grittiness. He preaches toughness. And that's what, you know, it's going to take to not only win this kind of semifinal series, but win the finals. Well, that's kind of also what the Aces did in their two wins in Seattle was play with grittiness and toughness. And so I think it's it's a really interesting matchup stylistically, but they're two teams with lots of veterans who are hungry, right? Neither, none of these teams have a ton of players that have won championships. So these are teams that are hungry to get a championship for their franchise for the first time. Yeah, and that is the perfect segue. Coming up next, we'll talk about how Las Vegas matches up against Connecticut, and also how the Aces got to the finals. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Yes, even your women's basketball betting needs. I'm not personally uh, someone who places sports bets, um, but I love that BetOnline.net offers these options for the WNBA, and it's a really big deal. Uh, Because the game ended just now, uh, we don't have a line out for Sunday's game one, of the WNBA finals in Las Vegas, but you know, bet online will have that up soon. And once they do, you'll be able to bet on that as well. You can place a bet with just a couple of clicks and from the WNBA to major league baseball, NFL, NBA, and NHL BetOnline.net has got you covered for all of your odds, lines, and games. Head to bet online today, or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. Bet online where the game starts. So taking a step back, how did the Aces make it to the finals? What did they do to separate themselves from the Seattle Storm in games three and four? 
I think you have to look at, and it goes back to, we talked about it with Connecticut, right? It's, it was grittiness and it was toughness. Because game three, they did a good job. They were, it was a battle down the stretch, and then they fell down, and you thought, okay, they're down you know, two points right now, and here goes Tina Charles the free throw line to shoot a couple of free throws to possibly, you know, put the game away. Boom, she misses both free throws. Now the Aces are right back in the game. They get a layup. Oh, but then here comes Super. She hits a three, and now we are down two. And then Jack Young gets another basket with, with as the time expires, the fourth overtime. And the Aces have all the momentum, and they carry it into overtime and just dumped. And then in game four, you know, it's been all it's been all playoffs, but really game four down the stretch, it was Chelsea Gray. And Chelsea Gray has been the star for the Aces. As much as Asia Wilson is their franchise player, Chelsea Gray has the most experience. She's won a championship. So she has put the team on her back in this playoffs, especially in that Seattle series, and said, this is my team. This is where we're going to go, and they're going to do it with my leadership. And she put on a clinic in all four games, averaged 25 points in a four-game series while shooting almost 60% from the field is unheard of mm-hmm. from, from a guard. This is not a post player. This is a guard shooting threes, getting eight and a half assists. Like she was just their leader emotionally. She was getting scrappy in game three, forcing jump balls, doing all these things in this series that, you know, you need from someone, a veteran like Chelsea Gray, who's sort of the oldest player in this Aces starting lineup, right? And, and she sort of really put the, the team on the back. And as was said, she's the head of the snake. And they went, you know, they, when she was cooking, they let her cook. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to find the tweet now, but, you know, you talk about how great Chelsea Gray has been, but, but she's been historically efficient. Um, no WNBA or NBA player has ever matched Chelsea Gray's scoring volume and efficiency in a single post season. Um, it's Her true shooting percentage is 75.8%. Uh, once again, thank you to M. Adler for tweeting out that statistic. Uh, that they got from Stathead. But I think that really exemplifies how incredible she's been shooting. You know, you can kind of see that from the floor or from the game. Um, but statistically, again, it's, as you said, unheard of. Yeah, and the biggest thing with, with her shooting is she's taking a lot of shots that, and I wrote it in, in my piece of how the Aces won those two games, if you ask me, there is no way that those shots are going, right? She shoots sometimes, and people are looking at her like, there's no way this is going in. And she's hitting these incredibly difficult shots, you know, three-pointers behind screens based on the way Seattle is guarding her. And she's just doing all of these things that have made, you know, her so difficult to guard, right? Seattle threw whatever they could at her defensively. They threw more size. They threw more speed. They tried whatever they could, and it just didn't work because she's just – She's a woman possessed, right? She's on a, on a different planet right now in terms of trying to get this Aces team that championship. And I talked to her about it about a week before the end of the season because she's been on this sort of tear for about a month now since she got snubbed from the All-Star game. And she's just been playing at another level. And I asked her, you know, like, you know, what is going on? Why is now the time? She's like, you know, I'm the one with the, the postseason experience. I'm the one that's won a championship. I feel there's a responsibility on my shoulders to be the leader. And Becky Hammond says all the time, she's the second coach on the floor. She's the one on the floor making decisions, calling plays. If you look at it, the Aces are at their best when she has the ball in her hands. And she makes some unbelievable passes, but she's turned up her scoring even more here in the playoffs. And that's going to, I think, continue into this Connecticut series where 
if you look at the matchups, and we can, you know, we'll talk about this a little bit. Mm-hmm. The Aces have an advantage in the backcourt for sure against Connecticut. In the front court, I think it's a little bit, maybe leans a little bit more for Connecticut, but the backcourt is where the Aces have the clear advantage. Yeah. Uh, bringing me to my next question, how do you think the Aces match up against the Sun, especially a Sun team that has been playing without starting point guard Jasmine Thomas since um, a couple of weeks into the season? Yeah, I think, you know, the Aces are going to be in, they're in a good spot, right? Because they have the right pieces to match up with what Connecticut wants to do offensively. Now, defensively, where Connecticut is strong, the Aces are going to have to be smart, right? They're going to have to do the little things like not turn the ball over, and they're going to have to really, really go in and rebound because Alyssa Thomas, DeWanna Bonner, John Quill Jones, all of their starters and Bree Jones off the bench, they want to rebound. They want to get those second-chance points because they know that's where they get a lot of their scoring from. But if you look at it right, Alyssa Thomas is probably going to match up with Asia Wilson because they want to keep Kia Stokes, their biggest sort of player, guarding John Quill Jones. And I'm guessing... The nice thing for Kia Stokes is John Cole Jones, while not the same player as Tina Charles, plays somewhat similarly offensively to what Tina Charles does. She wants to sometimes shoot the ball from the outside. She'll post you up. And the Aces, they're going to keep switching on defense, right? They are had they switched the whole Seattle series. They're not going to change that. And so their guards are used to playing undersized. They're used to going to this small ball lineup. And I think Becky Hammond has found a lineup with this small ball one with her corner Williams in and the Aces going with four guards around Asia Wilson in the middle that's worked, and I don't think they're going to go away from it. I think, you know, you'll see it at times, and they'll put a Chelsea Gray on an Alyssa Thomas and a Jackie Young on a Dewana Bonner, and they're playing a little undersized, but they've done this all year. And if you look at the regular season matchups, right, the Aces won two out of three. All games were decided by either seven or eight points, so they were all very close competitive games. The Aces won the one game in Connecticut, they split the two games in Las Vegas, but the one game the Aces lost in Las Vegas, Jackie Young had to leave the game early with an ankle injury, and she at the time and ended the game as the Aces' leading scorer with 28 in the game. And But the Aces really only had their full team with Raquana Williams, with Kia Stokes, with Ileana Rupair in that third game in, in July that the Aces won in Connecticut. So it's a, a series that we're going to see, again, like I said earlier, two very differently stylistic teams and aces that are offensive and pretty and want to play the you know this this sort of nice looking style of basketball against Connecticut that wants to be gritty and tough and play defense and try to beat you up and be physical and the aces have, have shown at times they can be physical and I think you know the nice thing for the aces is they get this extra day of rest you know they didn't have to play a game five so that gives them an, them an advantage in game one versus Connecticut has to fly all the way from Connecticut to Chicago now fly from Chicago to Las Vegas, you play on a different time zone in an early game on Sunday after a late game here on Thursday night, on Thursday night, it's going to take some, some wear and tear on their body. Now they'll probably get a full day's rest in there somewhere where the aces are going to have, you know, six days to five days worth of rest. I'm not saying again, you know, sometimes playing that fifth game helps because then you're running off of adrenaline in the game one. But I think after a physical series and the Connecticut has had to play every game so far of the eight possible playable games, they've played all eight versus Las Vegas has only played six. I think that'll help Las Vegas, at least in game one. Yeah, and, um, you know, you mentioned that these two teams haven't played for July. Um, What are some keys to this series for the Aces that they absolutely need to execute against the Sun? I would say, number one, they can't 
get absolutely destroyed on the glass the way Chicago is. You have to be rebounding, and that's something the Aces struggled with all season long, and it showed itself in that uh, Seattle series where Brianna Stewart and Tina Charles were getting, and Gabby Williams in that game three and four were getting second-chance opportunities. Now, the advantage for the Aces is they were getting second-chance opportunities that were leading to threes, and Connecticut doesn't want to shoot the three ball as much. Secondly, the Aces are really going to need to on offense, be playing smart basketball. They can't be playing too fast. They got to take it slow. There are going to be options, open people, and the Aces have a really good offense. And I think third, the Aces need to find a way to get Kelsey Plum going from the outside. She had a really good series against Seattle, getting the basket, but they're going to need to stretch this Connecticut defense out. And the more that you can get Jack, or excuse me, Kelsey Plum going from the outside, and she can maybe have a game where she can get five, six made threes. That will really help the Aces spread Connecticut out and create driving lanes for Jackie Young, for Asia Wilson, for Chelsea Gray. And coming up next, we'll discuss Asia Wilson uh, becoming the fifth player to win Defensive Player of the Year and MVP in the same season. So yesterday, Asia Wilson uh, was named MVP. And she joined Lisa Leslie, Lauren Jackson, Cheryl Swoops, and Yolanda Griffith uh, as the fifth WNBA player to win Defensive Player of the Year and MVP in the same season. What have you seen out of Asia Wilson this season that separated her as the most valuable player in the WNBA? I think it goes back to just what you talked about, right? She was incredibly valuable on both sides of the basketball. Offensively, She's had moments throughout the season and games throughout the season where she's just been the best player on the floor by a mile. Scoring, she's added her three-point shot. She's being a lot smarter with the basketball, picking her spots offensively, where to score, when to score, knowing when her team needs her to just pick it up. And every time she's had a bad game, and I'll, you know, the voting is done before the finals, but I'll go back to game one against Seattle. She had a very bad game. She only took 10 shots, only one shot in the fourth quarter. Games two and three, she had 30-plus. So she knows when she has a bad game that she needs to respond and play like an MVP. Secondly, on defense, the Aces asked her in the offseason, you're going to have to play sort of our small ball five, right? You're going to have to play our center when we go small, when we start this lineup with the Erica Hamby, and you're going to have to try to be our anchor on defense. And she just took that to heart and played defensively with such a different level, right? She matched up against Brianna Stewart in that series, and yes, Brianna Stewart had an incredible game four, but Brianna Stewart was the other MVP candidate. And when Asia guarded at Brianna Stewart, Brianna Stewart struggled. It was when Stewart got switched onto other Aces players that she was able to find success. So I think what Asia Wilson did on both sides of the floor, especially her growth and improvement from the three-point line and defensively, really made her as the most valuable player. But again, it was a very close vote, right? She only edged Brianna Stewart by about 30, 40 votes. So, you know, this was one that many people thought would go right down to the wire. And Asia did, I think, enough things on both sides of the ball and the fact that the Aces finished in first place with the best record. And, you know, it was sort of a flashy new head coach, a new system, and things looked so pretty for the Aces the whole season that it's just what what allowed people to go, this is the right vote for MVP. And, you know, I'm not taking any way from Brianna Stewart, right? She was incredible the whole season and incredible in that series. But I think just the things that Asia did for the Aces on both sides of the ball throughout the whole season and the fact that Asia, the Aces finished in first place helped win her that award. Yeah, and 
Pivoting back to the playoffs, you know, you, you mentioned that after having eight points in game one against the Storm, she averaged 30 points across games two, three, and four. What changed for her or what clicked after that game one? So, you know, I, I asked her this question. I said, you know, or somebody asked her, I think it was, it was me in the press conference after game four, just what changed? Like what changed for her where she went from having this really bad first couple of games, first game to then so really good games the rest of the way. And she said, I was hot, right? I didn't sleep. I was upset. You know, I lost confidence in myself. And that's something I can't ever do. And I, you know, she figured out, like, I just got to play with confidence. I have to play with knowing who I am. I have to know who Asia is. And she remembered who she was. And every time she's done that, right, there's been a couple of games. There's a game she fouled out earlier this year. There was a game where she missed a game-winning or game-tying layup against Dallas late in the game. And those next couple of games, she responded, having her best best games of the year. And so she, I think, has found that just when she has confidence in herself and when she has, you know, she knows her teammates are always going to believe in her. But when she has that belief in herself, it's when she's playing in her best. And right now, right, I think coming off of this series where they, you know, she played really well in games two, three, and four, the three games they won, and she just was named MVP. She's got to be having a lot of confidence. And I think that bodes well for the Aces going into this finals matchup with Connecticut. So I won't ask you to pick the game, but I will ask our viewers, who are you picking to win the finals, uh, the Connecticut Sun or the Las Vegas Aces? Thanks for making Locked On Women's Basketball your first listen every day. Tune back in for Monday's show where Missy Heydrich will be joined by Jacqueline LeBlanc, LeBlanc to break down game one of the WNBA finals and discuss highlights from this weekend's Hall of Fame induction. For your second listen, get up to date on the latest news and rumors in the NBA in just 30 minutes every day with Locked On NBA. Locked On NBA, your daily NBA update in just 30 minutes. And don't forget to check out the rest of the Locked On family of podcasts as well.